The thoughts, opinions, and general overall shade thrown on Hyatt 9 News are those of the individual speakers and not those of Hyatt 9 News, its audience, or its advertisers. The statements made do not constitute medical, legal, or financial advice. And for advice tailored to your specific situation, please consult with a licensed professional. Welcome to the Hyatt 9 News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics while shining light on global issues and discussing cannabis as it relates to politics, regulation and reform, data and technology, science, research and medicine, family and parenting, art, celebrities and entertainment, fitness, sports, mental health and wellness and plant-based medicines and entheogenics. Together, we are building a stronger community, fighting the stigma and creating change. With your hosts, Jason Beck and Rico Lamite, joined by special industry expert correspondents from around the country and daily antics brought to you by Cannabis. Coming to you live every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time and high noon on the East Coast. And thank you all for getting high at nine with us. Oh, yeah. Good morning, everyone. That's right. It is Thursday, July 20th, and today is World Jump Day. Oh, man. I'm not sure if they're talking about jumping people or just jumping around like House of Pain, but nonetheless, it's also International Chess Day because that is the premier game for strategy, as well as if, you can't, if you're not good at chess, you might as well play this game because it's also National Fortune Cookie Day. And uh, I guess Gretchen couldn't make it today because it is also National Pennsylvania Day, as well as Get to Know Your Customers Day and National Moon Day, along with, oh, yeah, it's Little Wayne Day. It's National Lollipop Day. Oh, yeah. Thank you for joining us and getting high at nine with us. It's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. Use that fancy little QR code right there in the top-hand corner of your screen to see where we live on the Internet. We're live every Monday through Friday on YouTube and audio only on Twitter spaces. And if you do want to participate in the show, you can also hop into Twitter spaces and raise your hand if you have a brief comment on the story most recently presented. But kicking it off first, that's right, we have the dope dad himself. That's right, it's Rico the Meat. Oh, yeah, the professional flip-flopper, the professional... Oh, yeah, diaper changing dad. That's right. It is the dope dad himself, Rico Lameet. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Jason. And what's up, everybody? Good to be back. And um, got to say this. I, I think you're going to like this, Jason. Um, a wise man once told me that life is all about the golden rule. He who has the gold makes the rules. Sounds like something I told you. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like it, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have any references there. But anyways, <laughs> my question today is who is regulating the regulators? Could they be the very, for the very reason that lab shopping continues to be a problem from region to region? At least one whistleblower in Massachusetts seems to think so. Lawmakers meeting to, uh, meeting to hear public testimony on several bills aimed at changing the way that cannabis industry works in the Bay State, instead got an earful from whistleblowers. So speakers at a public hearing Tuesday offered testimony on several bills geared towards progress in Massachusetts' uh, nascent cannabis industry. And a few comments caught con uh, constituents off guard claiming that regulators have not been listening to their complaints, but in fact retaliating against their businesses when the issue of lab shopping or the act of, of operators sending samples off to several testing facilities in search of desired results was brought to their attention. Per the, uh, per the Boston Herald, Testimony provided to uh, by Michael Kahn, the CEO and founder of the state's first independent cannabis testing lab. The Massachusetts Cannabis Control Commission responded to his reporting uh, what uh, what he described as serious public health concerns by launching an investigation into his business. Surprise, surprise. Kahn says that he was testifying in support of S. 58 and H106, or an act establishing an internal special audit unit within the Cannabis Control Commission, which he said was meant to prevent waste and abuse. This is what he told the Joint Committee on Cannabis Policy during Tuesday's hearing. The investigation was then cited by the CCC as an excuse to prevent us from engaging with commissioners in regarding, uh, regarding consumer safety. I believe CCC enforcement staff 
may be misusing investigations as a pretext to silence and harass licensees. I reached out to the CCC with concerns about public health on multiple occasions over the past several years. Instead of listening or taking action, CCC staff, in my opinion, retaliated by opening an investigation into our lab uh, laboratory. You like how I ever pronounced that, Jason? Khan said that later, after he had been given a presentation, after he gave a presentation about lab fraud in the cannabis industry, more than half a dozen CCC staff arrived at his place of business. ACCC staff enforcement uh, conducted a six hour long inspection at MCR that I believe was unfocused and unprofessional. He then claimed CCC staff demanded about 20,000 pages of documents and made his business provide them with approximately 30,000 hours of video feed. Why? He asked commission, uh, commissioners, who's watching all of that? He then said CCC staff verbally commanded MCR to change its policies in such a way that it would uh, it would have been in violation of state regulations had his company complied. Dan Delaney, executive director of the Association of Cannabis Testing Laboratories, told lawmakers that Khan's experience is not unique. I believe they're likely to re retaliate against me and MCR simply for speaking to this committee. Uh, he said that the state's cannabis regulators are unpredictable, arbitrary, and unaccountable. Licensees recognize the power that the CCC has and understandably fear retaliation if they contest the commission's intent or actions. I've heard it from other labs and I've heard it from other licensees outside the lab testing space. The real problem is structural. The Cannabis Control Commission oversees the cannabis industry, but no one oversees the Cannabis Control Commission. There it is. A spokesperson for CCC reached out to the Herald on uh, and responded to the allegations, saying that the agency is proud of how they go about doing business, of ensuring licensees of their compliance uh, with state laws and regulations. The, ag the agency currently has several ongoing enforcement matters regarding MCR labs relative to this licensee's testimony. Commission staff completely uh, completed an unannounced inspection in March 2023 at another independent testing lab, ITL, um, the week prior to the MCR lab's inspection for some of the same reasons and looking for similar records. With regards to other investigations referenced during the hearing that remain ongoing, the agency will not comment at this time. Of course they won't. Inspections, the spokesperson said, even unannounced inspections are required in order for the commission to see how many marijuana establishments uh, are operating moment to moment. Investigations are not required to disclose the purpose of their investigation while on the site. In fact, staff have an obligation to protect the, in the integrity, integrity of commission investigations to find the truth. Only they and then can commissioners review and act on findings without preconceived notions or bias, end quote. It sure does sound like something shady is going down out there in the Bay State. Um, and if the ac accusations prove to be true, the patients and consumers are surely the ones who are suffering the most here. We'll continue to update on this story as it progresses, but I'm interested in hearing what y'all think about this one. What's the, what is the CCR got going? Uh, what do they have to gain here? Is it processing fees? Is it kickbacks? I don't know. Are similar cases like these going on in other states? I'd like to hear from the retailers on the board here. I'm Rico Lamite, dopest dad on the street. What do y'all think about this one? I mean, this is this is very very interesting. So 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 basically, a lab got wrapped up for speaking out in regards to yeah. inflating test results. Yeah, am I correct on this? They were. Um, yes, they reached out, saw some inconsistencies, and um, they got investigated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, this is this is this is just. A, I mean, I think I think we have this in a majority of of all the states that have some form of, uh, um, uh, some form of uh, operation within 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 their books. But but you know, the the labs are the least oversighted portion of the industry, and yet they dictate a lot of what sales because the average consumer is only trained mentally to look at for THC percentages, even though that's just an arbitrary number that doesn't really distinguish quality. Are the regulatory bodies, are they, I mean, other than, I mean, I guess fees that they're collecting, I mean, that might be the simple answer there. Is there anything else that they have to gain from you know, lab shopping. Yeah, of course. I mean, you get to decide. You get to, you're making the rules, and then there's no one behind you to say that these rules are are no good. You know, and you said who was checking the regulators? 
No one. No one regulates mm-hmm. regulates. And that's pretty much in anything that we're seeing now. Even going towards, you know, in any other uh, realm where there's supposed to be some type of oversight or there's supposed to be something in place to, to help the, the, the uh, average person, you'll find that the people at the very top are just putting a ton of money in their pockets. They're creating a space that would allow them to do favors for people that they want and then punish people who don't. Mm-hmm. You have the same thing happen now with uh, uh, former IRS employees coming forward and saying stuff. And then there's a, there's a acts against them that I would say is uh, pretty much the same that just happened to um, the guy who exposed what was happening, who's another whistleblower. And then the consequences of it was that he became, you know, uh, investigated. Investigated. It's just the way it's from from what I'm saying. It's just the nature of the beast. I don't really see this uh, being any different from any other form of government uh, regulations or anything else. I don't think that it's about helping us. I don't think it's about trying to find the purest plant or trying to, I just think that it's about money and uh, the manipulation of it. And that's what I believe we're seeing now. I think it's eerily similar to what we saw happen in Michigan, right, Jason? Yes. Of the old testing lab exactly. that we saw go down in, with uh, Veritas Labs. Mm-hmm. Um, state regulators tried to come down hard on them, and it, and it turned out that they were the problem. And they quietly let go the entire staff. Uh, Gretchen, mm-hmm. uh, not Gretchen, um, uh, what's her name? Um, um, Michigan governor. Uh, oh. oh, man, what is her name? Give me a second. Uh, I don't know why it's like blowing my mind right now. You want to Google that? Um, yeah, she let go of their their entire staff. Like everybody was seeing there's uh, blood on all of their hands. And it was all done uh, to create more competition when Veritas Labs was actually killing and responsible for 70% of the lab testing in the industry. And there was a, it was a $260 million um, a loss that they took and that the state took as far as uh, recalls that were connected to the lab when there was no issues at all uh, with their testing numbers. This is well, just... one, of, one of the problems that I see in the industry is that internally there isn't a lot of oversight um, because they're not really interested in overseeing themselves. And you get caught in an administrative law loop. You can't really challenge all they're doing. Uh, and that's why I think this writ of certiorari we talked about yesterday, the Supreme Court and asked them, do we have a property right that the federal government recognizes so you can take them to federal court? stick your boot about four foot up their ass and not ask the state for anything the federal court into some sort of a a consent decree here to look into this and make sure it's cleaned up because ultimately if you screw this up you lose your license okay feds don't recognize a property right so you got to go into the state system and the state systems aren't set up to really stop this uh, because it's just an administrative review procedure it's it's a they box you into a corner you can't get out of that they do. It's Gretchen Whitmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, Gretchen Whitmer. they're definitely really good at boxing people in corners. That's for sure, without a doubt, without a doubt. And uh, and and with that, uh, I think we're gonna go to our first commercial. We're gonna be right back. Let's do it. Oh yeah. How's it going, guys? Saman Razani coming to you from Green Street here with Jason Beck, smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio-only version of our podcast available on Apple? Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Tune in now and check it out. Up next, the cannabis industry's longest continuously operating retailer, smoker of the best weed in the world, and undying supporter of that guy, Individual One. That's right. (laughs) Working on that fourth indictment headed into election season you can indict a ham jason beck what do you have for us today oh (laughs) man rico oh man i got an interesting story um i do want to make a a, a special special note real quick because uh uh, luke scaramazzo did celebrate his birthday yesterday and it was his first birthday on the outside so we do want to yeah big loop big big ups to him that's why him and mandy were unable to join us yesterday so we do want to make sure that we publicly acknowledge uh, him celebrating his birthday and also too we do want to give a warm welcome to jesse who is going to be um helping out because adam's going to be going on vacation to visit his family back at home and so jesse is working on the audio and stuff and so we want to say what's up to jesse and uh thank him for all of his work without a doubt but 
My story, oh man, it's going to trigger some people, bro. It's going to trigger some people. And Rico, you know who sent me this story? One of our buddies. Oh man, and as soon as you hear it, you're going to know exactly. You're going to know exactly who sent me this story. Oh yeah. Because a bill on cannabis legislation passes the first reading in Ukrainian parliament. Oh yeah. They're fighting a war and they're about to legalize medical cannabis out there. Ukraine's parliament has given its initial approval to a bill aimed to legalize medical cannabis in the country. People's deputies Erna Harishnikio and Yoroslava Zelinkia confirmed the successful vote with 268 deputies supporting the legislation. In a quote, the long-awaited bill on medical cannabis has passed for the first reading, but this bill is not so much about medicine as about the industrial cultivation of cannabis and corruption schemes by the government regarding permits and the development of huge financial flows, says Irving Hersheshniko wrote. Um, however, before the bill can become law, it must pass a second reading following any necessary finalization and subsequently be sent over to the president for his signature. President Vladimir Zelensky has already expressed his support for the bill, urging parliamentarians to vote in favor of it at the end of June. The draft law will put forward by the Ministry of Health outlines several key provisions. Uh, first and foremost, it proposes establishing a licensing system for the cultivation of cannabis strains intended for medical purposes. Entities seeking to engage in the cultivation of cannabis and medical, industrial, or scientific and technical activities will be required to obtain the appropriate permit. And furthermore, the bill advocates for strict monitoring of the production and distribution of medical cannabis and excuse me, related products. Each batch of medication will be labeled with a unique barcode, ensuring comprehensive tracking throughout the supply chain. And additionally, the proposal calls for the implementation of an electronic register to record the movement of medical cannabis. Patients will only be able to access cannabis-based medications with a valid prescription from a qualified medical professional based on a relevant medical diagnosis, they say. But no word when it'll have its second reading, but we are going to keep up updated on this. And uh, good luck to them out there with passing this in Ukraine. We know Ukraine needs a lot of help in a lot of different ways. And so we do want to make sure that this bill passes and wish it all the best. And this is Jason Beck for the High at Nine News. What do y'all think about this? Because is that my man Tigran? Yes, Tigran. Yes, we were on the phone the, yesterday yeah. for a while talking oh, about this he was like see i told you i told you this was happening it was like a year ago almost today right yeah yeah she'll start smoking lots of weed to prevent ptsd that's my advice right, right. smoke the hell out yeah. of it mm-hmm. whole population over there suffering during a war let them have their cannabis let them have their weed but, you know, yeah what's that what's that michelle they need it more than anybody. When I first saw this news, I was really, really happy for them. And I mean, honestly, it's like just a little tiny smidgen of a Band-Aid on a much bigger problem, but it certainly is going to help. Mm-hmm. If, if Spain has anything to say with it, they won't be getting any help. So we saw that um, folks trying to get the Ukrainian soldiers and the Ukrainians uh, cannabis, the uh, friendly trappers of the, uh, <laughs> the friendly mm-hmm. European trappers that were trying to get those <laughs> shipments out. <laughs> oh boy. They were stopped by, by the Spain national police and uh, took control of all of those shipments. So um, on record by, they confiscated them. On record. What's that? What's that Tony? On record and say for everyone here, I might be the only person here that kids can I can I curse here on this platform? Oh fuck yes! <laughs> <laughs> We're past the first ten minutes. About Ukraine, I don't give a fuck about Ukraine. Hundreds of billions and millions of dollars sent there, so they're counting our money and smoking up fucking weed. I personally don't give a shit about Ukraine. They need to be. I mean, damn. I mean, I appreciate bringing the news up, but it's kind of more like a slap in the face to me because now it's like now they got all our fucking money and then they're gonna get high too. What the fuck? What the hell? I mean, I mean, federal legalization before we do. Yeah, exactly. They got all the money, and now they're about to have federal legalization of marijuana before we do. It's ridiculous. I'm sorry, I'm hating. It's all all good. It's all good. We love. We we love hate hate for me. That's not hate. That's not hate. I hope everything you smoke come with seeds in it. 
Swag uh, from my day. Yep, you know? exactly. <laughs> oh man, maybe they're maybe they're dirt Mexican. May, yeah, maybe their imports will be all that Mexican weed that the Coast Guard just caught up. Yeah. Maybe 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 New York can send that a uh, year and a half <laughs> year and a half old product. No, over New there. York actually has New York con right now actually has weed that I could say is equivalent to California because that's California because it is California is weed. Yeah, California, California is like 90% <laughs> the um, the uh, producers of weed in New York right now. Yeah. So I, I can tell you, first and foremost, like in New York, we, we, I, we take pride in having the best of the best. So even when weed was trash, guys would spend 7000 And I know because I used to sell it to them. 4000 for a pound of weed that we would just yeah. grow in California and it would cost you maybe $1,000 for the pack. Dudes will spend seven thousand mm -hmm. just to make sure that they can really get the best of the best. Exactly, exactly. Do people do spend money on good weed? That is for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, any anyone else? Any any comments on this before we before we move along? All right, sing. <laughs> I hope their weed got seeds in it. I hope their weed got seeds in it. Oh man. Oh yeah. Oh man. You know what? Coming up next, that's right. He's an attorney with the Armada, founder of the Armada Law Practice, and as well as a felon for just doing what he should have been doing, which was making sure that patients had access to medicine. That's right. It is the one and only. That's right, Mr. Dale Schaefer. Uh, good morning, everybody, and I'm liable to say fuck once or twice, so cover your ears just in case something comes out of me. <laughs> um, my, artic my article this morning comes out of Law 360, and it is headlined, Colorado Judge Won't Block State Pot Vendor and Fee Dispute. And if you, have, if you operate in a state where you have to deal with metric, this is a pissing match with metric. Um, the plaintiffs in this case are a group called National Green Source. They cultivate and they own five uh, retail stores in Colorado. And it seems that uh, Metric has had the exclusive contract there uh, for these RFID tags, which we all understand what they are for plants, but you have to put them on products there. And since 2014, they've been handling this contract and it's exclusive contract, it's a monopoly in the state. And it seems that uh, they were authorized to charge a fee, what they hadn't been collecting. And so they tried to update their terms of service, start collecting this. And this group uh, found out that if they don't pay $28,000 in back fees that they had never been told about, they couldn't order RFID tags. Under Colorado law, without an RFID tag on your plant, you got to destroy it. So they were shitting bricks there for a while. And what they did is they ran into court and they filed a complaint which is just the opening allegations. But what they also wanted was a temporary restraining order and a permanent injunction to stop Metric from collecting these fees and allow them to buy their tags at the you know, stated price, and not block them. Well, a judge stepped in and issued a temporary order stopping Metric from uh, blocking their purchase of these, these tags. Then it went to a, a bigger hearing with a, a judge having more evidence, and the judge said, look, you guys can pay the fee under protest. That's what most of us do. If the clients I represent, if you're being taxed or charged a fee, um, most places you got to pay it before you go litigate it. But you can pay it under protest, um, or you can not pay them, and then there's a suit for damages. Now, none of those, I mean, the suit for damages is basically after we're picking up the pieces, okay? You ruin your business, and how do you value that? Well, that's what, you know, we as attorneys do, value your loss and try to collect money for you. The other ones pay the $28,000 uh, and, you know, under protest and get your tags. Okay? And so the court refused to give them a uh, longer, a preliminary injunction. They gave them a temporary restraining order, but the preliminary injunction, which would probably be in existence throughout the entirety of the case. The judge said, no, nah, you got options here. You're not going to suffer irreparable harm from this, even though we think you're going to win a trial. Pay the, pay the fee or don't and go collect damages. So it's a recognition of some problems with contracts in these areas. Um, 
one of them's waiver. If, uh, if you're not, if somebody in a contract doesn't exercise some right for a while, uh, at some point you waive that right. I typically put in my contracts a non-waiver um, clause that even if I don't do it for a long time, they'll have a right to do it, I will. I don't know if that exists here. But I think Metri's got his ass hanging out here a bit because they operate in many states and they put out generic terms of service changes. And it started by, if this applies in your state, which is, you know, what the fuck is this? If you're going to apply to somebody in Colorado where you have an exclusive monopoly, you could at least tailor your goddamn terms of service to cover Colorado, which I don't think they did. So this is the start of a pissing match with metric. And those of us in California who deal with them know that, man, these guys are not always that easy to deal with. So that's my story for today. It's going to continue to grow. And we'll see if metric is going to get spanked here for trying to extort money out of people that uh, I don't think they had a right to get. So there's a story. Throw it out there and let's beat this thing up for a while. So, 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 so Dale, but they, they never disclosed what these fees were actually for. Is that what you're telling us? Yeah. And just yeah. all of a sudden they just put, pulled out an invoice saying, oh, you owe us $28,000 for, for, for whatever. And they don't, can't explain what it's for. Well, they, they call it a, you know, they, they gave the generic term as a fee, but apparently there was separate invoices, one for 28,000, one for 26,000, and they never explained why. And many of these contracts will allow you with notice to um, increase your fees or to amend these contracts with enough notice. Mm -hmm. And it may be that that's in some of these agreements, but Colorado has an unfair business practices act. And it looks like these people were just lying about these fees when they didn't collect them for nine years. They didn't collect them for nine years and they're trying to charge them for fees before this group even bought the business. So it, you know, it really stinks. And I, I hope they can, stick a boot up metrics ass here. And also the Colorado monopoly that they're allowed to have happen here because you can get these RFID tags other places and they cite them in their complaint that you can buy these things, um, but it's monopoly. And I, I just, you know, this thing really stinks a lot. It does. I, I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm, I'm not a big fan of metric personally. I think they are grossly overpaid and they definitely fleece the cannabis industry in the, in the auspice of, of telling regulators, hey, we can make your job easier, even though all they do is make our job harder every day. Well, they were supposed to collect a $40 a month fee, and I think that was authorized by the Colorado um, Department, whatever they call their Department mm -hmm. of Cannabis or Marijuana or whatever the everyone's got a different acronym for it but if you do the math even nine years of forty dollars a month don't have to add up to twenty eight thousand dollars i'm sorry no no but you know what the There's one thing one, one thing though dale is um uh, I, I know colorado they have to buy all of their metric tags i know like uh, in california um your metric tags are all included you can order as many metric tags as you want for metric and that is all included in the licensing fees uh that you pay to the state um, but Colorado did not do a deal similar to that with metric and they, um, all of the licensees have to purchase their tags from metric. Mm -hmm. Yes, they do. When is, uh, when, when, when is metric going to be called out, uh, for being a monopoly that they are? Um, it, it started off with, yeah, a bio, a bio track was getting those contracts and it was just metric, metric, metric. And mm -hmm. now we see every single state going to metric and there's no competition at all going into this yeah and and there's no there's no onerous on metric to 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 improve their system make it more user-friendly make it more uh productive for businesses as far as labor intensiveness and 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 low and the lower costs um but but you know a, a lot of these businesses you have to have one designated metric person that that is like that that's their full-time job just to just to understand and comprehend and and adjust metric mm -hmm. Well, and, and the beauty of this case that we talked about yesterday, going to the Supreme Court, if they recognize a property right in marijuana, now it opens the federal courts up to take metric into federal court under what they call diversity jurisdiction and attack them every place they are under these similar practices, get them to stop. Mm -hmm. It is against the Commerce Clause to allow monopolies like this. Um, so there's got to be certain findings and things like that. So you got to get the federal courts involved because these state courts, I'm not sure they're going to do a lot to stop metric. 
No, I don't. I don't anticipate. I feel like the states are are in too much uh, too too much of a bed with with metric in order for them to do anything like this whatsoever. That, that, exactly. That's the reason why it gets to get this far in the first place because obviously no one at state level is rearing these people in or even bringing up the idea that there's a monopoly happening. This mm -hmm. is clearly extortion. People are just telling you you have to pay this, and if you don't pay this, then you're just not going to have a business. And I lived in Colorado. I actually lived in Monument, Colorado, for a little over two years, and um, the weed is trash. Yeah, it so is. Oof. I can't even for the life of me understand uh, why uh, people from Colorado aren't even standing up because there are opportunities out there for people who have great strands to be able to you know compete. And, you know, in, in, in that market in Colorado, and you just see people not really saying too much of anything. And there are some content creators out of Colorado who are really prominent that could really bring up, you know, I'm going to bring up this issue myself. Okay. Oh. I'm going to bring up this issue myself because, to be honest with you, <clears throat> I kind of have the similar feeling uh, low-key with uh, and off, but just kind of similar with T-Mobile and Sprint and what happened. You know what I mean? Like, there's clearly a monopoly oh, yeah. happening, and we're watching things kind of all go into, like, one direction, and no one is saying anything yep. anymore. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. Yep. People are just being complacent, trying to deal with just their lives. And I think I think a lot of this might might be due to the pandemic and people switching up their lifestyles afterwards, trying to trying to get back to a sense of normality. Well, but as you, as you know, Jason, if you're given an opportunity to get in the industry and tell you this is what you've got to do to be in the industry, you jump on it. Yeah, that then is that is true. That it's a monopoly and you can't get anybody's attention because what happens inside bureaucracies is people know people mm -hmm. and they work internally. And you're never going to get people to admit that, you know, they're doing this. Sometimes you catch them, you know, gifts and money exchanges, but it's people know each other. And these are not competitively bid. I mean, if they had this going on and it's sunset at some point, you got to go back in and competitively bid. These governments hire the stupidest ass computer companies. California is the example of hiring a worthless fucking company to come in and do your computers. There is in the whole country. Yeah. So it's, it's, it just smells a lot. And if we can get the attention of people, we can start bringing some heat on this. Because if they competitively bid this, I don't see how metric wins again. There's just going to be the whole industry screaming bloody murder. Agreed. Agreed. And, uh, and, 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 and Rico, to your point, uh, James of Flatbush has said in the chat that New York is going to be using Biotrack. Yeah, and uh, that's the first time I've heard Biotrack in a while, too. Yeah. But, um, but still, like, is there any other systems other than Biotrack and Metric? I, I only know of those two. There, I'm sure that there there could be, but I don't I don't believe that there is uh, any states that have uh, contracted with if there is another company. Sounds like Microsoft and Apple to me. Oh, and, boy. Uh, what about, why not just use Coke and Pepsi? <laughs> Pepsi. Well, you remember the <laughs> <laughs> What happened to Pepsi? Kendall, Kendall, Kendall Jenner. You know Kendall no, Jenner. No, no, no. Go back. He said, no, 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 no. Rico is a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Microsoft and Apple to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It kind of went over a lot of people's heads, but exactly what he said, because the New York market is crazy. So you got biotech getting New York, but then you got metric getting other places, even though it's small in population. New York is a crazy population. They're kind of just deciding who's going to get what at this point. Yeah. And, and just so you know, uh, uh, Tony, too, uh, Biotrack is also the track and trace for Florida also. Mm hmm. And uh, Florida, uh, I think they do all of uh, Puerto Rico, uh, too. But um, I'll be. <laughs> I would not be surprised if Metric goes public. <laughs> <laughs> Metric goes public. And if they do, buy options. Oh, man. <laughs> Congress will get a first crack at it. That's what will happen. And, and on yeah, that, we need already, to... They already got it. And on that, we need to go yeah, to a commercial. Everyone here to get a crack at it, too. And everyone watching, at least, at least the viewers just won one because the viewers that's watching right now... Hyatt 9 News invites you to join us and become a sponsor, supporter, and attendee for the second annual Envision Gala for This Is Jane Project, a nonprofit organization leading the way in advocating for trauma-informed care. This Is Jane Project offers a range of programs designed to shed light, build community, and uplift the lives of women and non-binary trauma survivors who use cannabis as medicine. Support this event that is sure to make an impact today. For more information about sponsorship opportunities, visit www.thisisjaneproject.org.
Oh, yeah. Stop whatever you're doing and make sure you hit that like button. Also, too, make sure you subscribe to the channel if you have not subscribed already. And as well, make sure you tell some friends about this channel. Share the episode with your friends because we believe that organic growth is the best growth. The control tower from Highly Educated has perfected the dab. Utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation, you can waste none of it and taste all of it. The micro texture of the SE pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures. And with the tower propelling at 2600 RPMs, it's certainly the most efficient dab experience to date. The control tower from Highly Educated. Up next, she is a cannabis and psychedelics reporter, editor of Green State and Word on the Block. She's got the most robust Lego collection in the game. See what I did there, Rochelle? See what I did there? What you got for us today? Thank you so much, Rico. Um, while you all guys are all talking about metric and boring stuff, I want to talk about Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> I was bringing the phone, all right? Come on with it. So... Earlier this week, Wiz Khalifa, the black and yellow rapper himself and big, big cannabis connoisseur, threw out the first pitch at a Pittsburgh Pirates game. It turns out that weed may not have been the only thing in his system. The Pittsburgh native was allegedly high on mushrooms when he took the mound, teasing his mental state on Twitter prior to arriving at PNC Park in Pittsburgh. For the game, Wiz tweeted, Gonna get stoned AF and throw this first pitch at the Pirates game. Tweeting one minute later, shroomed out throwing a baseball is crazy. When he arrived, Wiz waved to the crowd happily for a solid 10 seconds with a dopey grin on his face upon being introduced. Wiz may or may not have been in his flow state when he wound up the ball. He tossed it with gusto and saw it land just outside of home plate. Not bad, actually. After the pitch, Wiz gave a little shrug and walked off. In his decision to possibly eat shrooms, the rapper may have been channeling the late Pittsburgh Pirates pitcher Doc Ellis, who notably threw a no-hitter in 1970 against the San Diego Padres while high on LSD. If you've not seen Doc Ellis and the LSD no-no, make sure to watch that video right after this episode. You will enjoy it. Some fans may have been surprised to see Wiz on the field, considering what happened the last time he threw out a first pitch in 2017. In that instance, Wiz donned a Legalize It t-shirt and mimed hitting a joint right before his big moment. Major League Baseball officials condemned the action at the time, telling a local ABC affiliate, marijuana is a prohibited substance in all of our drug programs, and it is unfortunate the situation occurred. The Pirates have informed us this should not have happened. Responding to that criticism in 2017, Wiz at the time said, I stand for pot. I go for it everywhere that I'm at. When you invite me, you know that's what you're inviting. It is what it is, but at the end of the day, legalize it. Since then, obviously, the MLB has softened its stance on cannabis. The league announced last year that it would allow sponsorships from CBD brands. Soon after, Charlotte's Web became the official CBD of Major League Baseball. High-profile examples of celebrities showcasing their support of cannabis and psychedelics are another opportunity for normalization and conversation. Sports leagues may be slow to catch up to their Hollywood counterparts, but change is happening. In addition to the MLB, the National Baseball League and the National Football League both have shifted cannabis policy in the last couple of years. Was Wiz actually high on mushrooms? Who knows, but I think it is a really great story and a lot of fun too. And I can't wait to see what happens the third time he throws out a first pitch. How will he top that? Rochelle Gordon, editor of greenstate.com, reporting for Hyatt 9 News. What do you guys think? Was he on mushrooms or what? I think he definitely was on mushrooms and I think he threw a curveball. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'm so glad that you, I'm so glad that you alluded to, to Doc Ellis, the late great Doc Ellis. In his no hitter, <laughs> yeah, on LSD, he came from the metaverse. He was in the metaverse before the metaverse even existed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> great, great story, great story. I watched that video on YouTube probably about a hundred times. It's just oh so my, God, it's my favorite part is when uh, they throw it to first base and he says, "I just scored a touchdown." <laughs> 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 
Well, I, I think that the effect of doing this um, is just going to add um, to the momentum to get psychedelics legalized. Uh, I mean, we fought for years to get cannabis just to not have people hate on us. And we're not hearing the hate on psychedelics now. Now, I, I'm a disabled vet. I was diagnosed with PTSD and mushrooms have definitely changed my attitude. And all the guys that I represent, these vets, you know, they are fucked up from combat and it works. Um, but to see the community step up and go, hey, I'm a figure here. Look at me. I'm high on mushrooms, even if I'm not. And let's go forward and bring some um, affirmative responses to this. I just thought, I'm not hearing the hating that we used to hear about weed when it comes to at least mushrooms. I think it's a good thing. I yeah. agree and, and disagree. I, I just being I was a Green Bay Packer fan down here in Texas, and so you go through all the the stuff like with Aaron Rodgers, and there's a large group of the public that that doesn't understand it, and and they're 100 percent just like this guy's a drug addict, and just some of the comments you see from general people out there in public, I think it's it's still got a long way to go. It's way ahead of, of cannabis, though. So I, I do agree with you there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the Ryan research Ryan is out there. Oh. The so research is out there. And it's been there since the 50s. So, I mean, they took cannabis out of the national formulary in 1940. So we lost it for decades. There was no research on it. But the research into psychedelics, you know, hit steroid level in the 50s. Uh, and then they, you know, they, they made it a, a demon substance like weed, but I don't think people are going to buy it like they're with weed. And I believe, I agree with you, Stone. It's, there's still people out there, haters who they're butt puckers when you talk about this, but momentum is, is much faster and in much, much broader um, areas than we saw with weed. So I, I think that we're going to make progress. I don't know that you can even test for mushrooms like they do for weed. That's another Yeah, subject. I don't think you can either. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. I am a. Uh, I know. I know a lot of people are not on the same page as me on this, but I'm. I am of the uh, group of people who thinks that all professional athletes should be able to use any substance they deem appropriate. Period. You're putting your body on the line. A lot of them can die on the on the field for our entertainment. How dope can the game get? I want to see. I want to see NBA players dunking from the three point line like in NBA Jam. I yeah, want to see right? all kinds of crazy shit. Like this is entertainment. It's for they. Hold on. They, they know. They know the. They know the consequences. Like, let them do it. And 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 let and let the fans too, because if you want to see it look like NBA Jams, you remember there. Remember when you could do the special cheat code and make their heads super big. Fuck yeah! Oh, do that. yeah! Just <laughs> Andrew, good for that. It makes your head blow. <laughs> Shout out to Barry Bonds. <laughs> Before all this drug testing nonsense, no one was asking somebody if they were eating, you know, Benzedrine or or beams or cross tops. We called them. Back in the day before they went out and performed, no one asked those questions. Nobody gave a shit. Nope. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, oh, you're, it's a performance-enhancing drug. Well, yes, so is amphetamines. But no one cared about that until they cared about it. And then it just turned into demonization. And I don't know if I totally go that far I, with I you, think Rico. But could be the go-to for guys on probation, too. Wink, wink. Just letting you guys out there know that. Yeah, they're on probation. Stuff, yeah. They're hating on pot. Shrooms could be a way... To, to help you skirt the system, wink, wink. Mm -hmm. right? Odd not, right. yeah. Mm -hmm. I've been on paper before. I know it don't it don't get tested positive. I ain't making no admissions here, but it don't get tested positive. It don't yep. get tested positive. Mm -hmm. So all I'm gonna just say is for guys who's on probation, if they hating on the on the beautiful plant, uh, wink, wink. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Since uh, if you go back to the beginning of sports, there's always been a way for the competitors to get an edge on the competition mm -hmm. from uh, the Greco-Roman yeah, wrestlers oiling their bodies I'm up. Against that. I'm against that. I'm against anything unnatural. I, I mean, I smoke. I get in there and I, 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 I box. So I, mm -hmm. you can die. Like some, you can get punched yeah. in your face and you can die. So I would just rather if you're going to do something natural. And I can get it too, then fine, cool. But if you're gonna go yeah. to some lab and they're gonna juice you up and make you indestructible, 
that's crazy. That's like, yes. that's crazy. Like, I think there's a strong, for me, there's a strong difference between the two. Right. Like, I got friends, Kevin Holland is a professional uh, uh, um, mixed martial arts fighter, too. He also smokes. But I have friends that, you know, that also are professional fighters. They also smoke, but they're not, you know, juicing themselves up with all type of stuff. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, even the oil thing, it's kind of crazy, too. But, hey, if you want to get oiled up and rub somebody. <laughs> oh, man. Sounds like glow wrestling going on. I don't, I don't know how many um, uh, big NFL fans we have in here. If you remember a guy, David Boston, he was uh, making it a real big receiver. I think he was at Ohio State first. He went to the league, played for a few teams. And um, a, uh, I'm paraphrasing right here, so I apologize if I, I tear up the, uh, the, the quote. But I remember he was in ESPN, the magazine. And a lot of people were uh, hurling uh, steroid accusations at him because he was huge. He was like, like 280 and running like a 4440. And um, he said uh, something like, there's 153 steroids known to man, but we can only test for 61 of them. <laughs> oh, boy. And, and on that, on, on that, we well, got to go to a commercial. We'll be right back. <laughs> Keeping up to date on the evolving policies of relevant state, local, and federal governments is key to success. When the future of your business is at stake, you need representation as dedicated as you are. With a maze of laws and regulations surrounding cannabis, hemp, and psychedelics, knowing where to begin can be a challenge. Good thing the law offices of Omar Figueroa features a skilled, highly focused team ready to guide you through it all. They're accepting new clients in California and New York. So make sure you check them out at info at omarfigueroa.com. So, mm -hmm. oh yeah, coming up next. That's right. It's Mr. Stone Slade from the Great Lone Star State of Texas, who loves Delta Eight, and apparently, apparently, he says that he he <laughs> he smokes real weed too. That's right. It is none other than the man himself, Mr. Stone Slade. The Delta Eight Warrior. <laughs> You're on mute, my brother. You're on mute, Stone. You're on mute. You're just giving a great you're speech. Still, you're, still, you're still on mute, Stone. You're still on mute. Was, Look at there, that. We, there we go. There you go. There you go. There you go. All right. Let's get this going. My bad. Earlier this year, our good friend, cannabis culture maven, the highest host, Adam Ill, ran the LA Marathon while smoking cannabis. And as it turns out, he may have actually been onto something. In a recent study by the University of Colorado Boulder, researchers discovered a fascinating connection between cannabis consumption and an enhanced exercise experience, specifically in running. These findings challenge and provide evidence countering the negative stigma surrounding cannabis. The study involved 49 regular runners who rated their runs after consuming cannabis and without consuming it. Participants reported experiencing a greater positive effect, tranquility, enjoyment, and dissociation during cannabis-enhanced runs, along with an increased runner's high. Moreover, they reported lower pain levels after cannabis-infused runs, and they did run a bit slower after consuming cannabis. However, I'm, I'm sure Shakari, uh, Shakari Richardson may disagree uh, about cannabis making you run slower, but researchers observing that said they ran 31 seconds slower per mile, but said that, that actually was not statistically significant. These findings align with prior research showcasing cannabis's potential positive impact on physical activity. There was a 2019 study that revealed that individuals consuming cannabis during workouts tend to engage in healthier exercise habits. Additionally, older cannabis consumers and frequent cannabis consumers are found to be more physically active, further dispelling the misconceptions. Now, beyond exercise benefits, medical cannabis has shown significant improvements in the quality of life of individuals with conditions like chronic pain and insomnia, as published by the American Medical Association just earlier this year. The effects are found to be sustained over time, further underscoring the potential benefit of the plant. Now, science uncovers new evidence supporting cannabis's positive effects on exercise and quality of life. Prohibitionist claims will continue to lose ground, and the data continues to debunk longstanding misconceptions and stereotypes, fostering a more nuanced and informed discussion about cannabis. Looking ahead, continued scientific exploration will play a pivotal role in shaping politics and public uh, and policies and public perception surrounding consumption of the plant. 
This University of Colorado Boulder study provides a compelling glimpse into the potential of cannabis to enhance exercise experience, debunking stereotypes along the way. So I love it. And as I said last week, when my story was about the Catholic group spreading misinformation about Mary Jane, it seems that for every one of these bullshit stories about these prohibitionist release, there's multiple positive fact-based studies to debunk them. As cannabis research progresses, will gain valuable insights that challenge negative propaganda and support evidence-based discussions. With ongoing research and balanced approach, we can continue to unlock the full potential of cannabis for an improved well-being and overall health. We can show that cannabis isn't just for getting high or curing cancers, so that the people that can make their own informed decisions on how they want to incorporate the plant and its many benefits into their everyday life. I'm Stone Slade, reporting for the Hyatt 9 News Hour. Why athletes use it? That's why athletes use it. Mm-hmm. Oh man! I mean, I t- t- Tony, you had you had some th- some topics to say on this story, yeah? This is why this totally continues to defeat the narrative that somehow this is some gateway drug that makes you run into a hole and not want to live anymore. I'm I, I literally get in the ring and like even yesterday I worked for an hour and a half straight. I'm 41 years old. I have young men that think that I'm in my 20s. I'm like solid like a rock. I could go run five miles right now. They're like, literally, I just finished smoking and I'm going to still leave from here because I cut the gym short early today and I'm going to leave from here and go to the gym and go get muscles. So I just don't know how they continue to try to say Somehow, if you smoke, you're lazy, you're fat, you don't. This is absolutely false. Mm -hmm. People who smoke are the coolest, the most happy. We argue the least. Like, and if we do, it's out of jest. Like, we're giving you hell. You're going to get this hell. And you're going to give me hell. And some days we're going to want to piss each other off. Because when you're high, sometimes you get entertainment out of pissing off your friends. But you don't do it to the degree where you're fist fighting. You're just, you're just giving each other hell. Yeah. You're like, marijuana is the most amazing thing. The problem was, <clears throat> it, so, so far back, they created such a campaign against it that it, they just couldn't even try to market it just yet. And it was through music and just people just being so, you know, like, no, we're going to do it. And it, now it's like, all right, well, we have to allow it to happen because now the cats is really out the back. I to know ton of professional fighters that smoke weed and will whoop you out. <laughs> I don't think the, that population that objects to this is open-minded enough and that's a personality trait i'm not sure we're going to get them and if your mama told you something was bad and you're not open-minded your butt's going to pucker every time you think about it so that's part of what we have to deal with here this was forced down people's throats as uh, evil and a lot of people still believe it and so there's the battle I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I had to deal with a church lady who jumped up and started screaming bloody murder about how this is going to kill everybody and ruin mm-hmm. you know, the world and blah, 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 blah. Yep. My grandma was one, so I hesitate to call her a fucking moron and sit down. But that's what you're thinking. It's like, Jesus, God, where in the hell did your mama drop you in the head a lot when you were a kid? Yeah, they did. <laughs> did you kiss your mother with that mouth? <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for it, man. Yeah, big shout out to Adam Ill, man. Trailblazer. Yeah. <laughs> Literally yeah. out there getting high every single day, and you got to get high uh, to get your workout in. It's a good supplement. Marathon runner. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ready? that one? Keep yeah. it rocking? Yep, keep it rocking. Thank you so much for that, Stone. This was a great story. Uh, and Excellent just dispels, I mean, high, high runners out there. Yes. High runners, high swimmers, all of them, all those professional athletes that, that love to consume cannabis. Yes. So up next and bringing us home today is the most feared black Latin man alive. He is a political leader, artist, activist, entrepreneur and truth teller who also ran as a Republican for the U.S. House to represent New York's 14th congressional district, also known as Tony X, Antoine Montega. I appreciate the love of being in the building with the greatest crew in the morning. 
Oh yeah, yes, sir. Here with us, we appreciate you guys for being here. Thank you again, and don't forget. Here you heard financial advice about uh, Metro. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, uh, biotech and uh, uh, metric. Biotech uh, so and metric. So if they do go public, you guys don't forget to go ahead and make sure that you buy into it. But my story today is with marijuana legalization nearing some cities pose outdoor smoking ordinances. With Minnesota's August 1st legalization date looming, Duluf city leaders are proposing an outdoor marijuana smoking ordinance. Boo. The state law allows for public consumption of marijuana to be legalized, says Dolph City Council member uh, Mr. Sw uh, uh, Forceman. Unless there's a city ordinance in place that specifically prohibits it, Forceman is the chief sponsor of a measure that would ban smoking marijuana in public spaces like parks and bus shelters. He says there's also discussion about expanding the ban to parking lots and decks, but it would not include sidewalks and streets. The main concern, <clears throat> the main concern is that we got people who visit our green spaces and they didn't want to necessarily have to stand next to someone who might be engaging in what is a legal activity but still has side effects for other folks, Forsman explains. Right now, state law uh, uh, primarily focuses on consumption in confined spaces, smoking marijuana in multifamily dwellings like apartments and condos, and in your car will be illegal. Boo. But... It's okay in the privacy of your own home or in an enclosed deck or backyard. A lot of states have taken the approach that very explicitly prohibit public use, notes Alec Hassel with the League of Minnesota Cities. Minnesota's law is a little bit silent on that. She explains that the state law also prohibits smoking marijuana where a minor could be present. Some potential outdoor bans, Hassel says, could be difficult to enforce. Uh, three more. We can conclude it there. Uh, what I'm going to get to automatically is I don't know how this survives in any single court because it's rules for thee and not for uh, and not for me. Well, as you could smoke tobacco in the places where they are saying you cannot smoke uh, marijuana. So now you're discriminating against uh, one plant and discouraging people from buying it possibly and, and being able to use medical marijuana and you would still allow them to use tobacco products, which clearly is not illegal. And then uh, to be in public, there's no expectation of privacy. And with there's no ex expectation of privacy, there's no ex expectation of someone uh, having to care about your health. There are pollutants in the air. They're dropping chemtrails every single day. So for someone to say that, oh, smoking marijuana, I could get, have secondhand smoke from it, it's BS. And if you do get secondhand smoke from it, lucky for you. And for people who are saying about the children or smoking around children, they don't have safe spaces for uh, LBGT parades where they can't do it around children and children can't see men completely naked and nude and doing all type of salacious things out in the street and no one is preventing uh, people from seeing children from seeing it. So all I keep seeing is just a bunch of just a hypocrisy. When I at first I wanted to do the exercise uh, um, story, and you know the brother beat me to it. He actually put it in the chat and realized it. I sent it to to Jason this morning, but then when Jason sent the articles and I seen this and I just really saw it, it just really hit a spot, you know, with me because it's like this is totally ridiculous. You're discriminating on a plant that has real medicinal purposes, and then you allow people to smoke tobacco, which does not. It does not. Does not have the same beneficial factors that marijuana does, and it's proven already. And then here it is, you have people in Minnesota saying it's something that's legal. How is it legal? Yet you can't do it. You can't do it in your car. So you can't sit in your car when you're parked outside. You don't want to be in your house. You just want to sit in your car. You don't want to go nowhere. You just want to, you can't sit in your car and smoke. But you can sit in your car and smoke a cigarette. I digress. Well, I mean, and not only that, I mean, in, in, in L.A., you, you, can, uh, you, you, can, you can live in your car. You know what I mean? You can live in your car. And at the same time, too, there's a lot of people that live in Section 8 government-funded housing, and those people cannot smoke inside of their home at all 
And then you also have the fact that these are just totally unenforceable laws that they are trying to create. Like, you're not going to have some cop sitting at every park or every parking lot trying to make sure that people aren't smoking cannabis. This is just totally realistic, totally unenforceable. Yes, you will. No, 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 they're not. Not a chance. They're, they're, there's, they're, there's a major shortage in police recruitment right now. There's no way that they're going to be able to ever, ever recruit enough people to, to do stuff like that. Tickets, Jason, tickets, revenue. I understand, tickets, I understand tickets and revenue, but my, and, and yeah, that, that might be in one or two parking lots, but you're not going to get every single parking lot in the country, bro. That's not even realistic. No, but Are, you would get them in the most poorest areas where you have the largest amount of police. So mm -hmm. they're going to focus on the most poorest of the community, and that's who's going to get the tickets. I agree with that part. Easy target. Yep. Easy target. Yeah, um, yeah, there's still federal illegality here, and anything that involves a federal mortgage or loan or federal program, and no one's going to be able to, to step in and regulate there. And most states have what they call local control of traditional police powers, which is health, safety, welfare, and zoning, things like that. And that's where this is coming from. And they have the power to do it. And the problem is that people don't have a federally protected right for marijuana. So it's hard to go into a federal court where they will actually do something to stop this. So it's, and I think you're right, it's going to be, there's going to be disparate um, enforcement. And, and Jason's also right. Why do we keep writing these goddamn regulations you can't enforce? Exactly. That's at the bottom of some of this problem. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. It just also shows that there's no, that they don't, they don't take it seriously as a medicine. We all know it's a medicine. People are out there, patients, it helps their lives, improve their lives. It's not being taken seriously as that medicine when you can walk down the street and smoke a cigarette, like you said, that is known to cause cancer. Yep. But then you're gonna you're gonna come down on somebody smoking cannabis. It's a little hypocrisy. Exactly. 100%. You had a comment, Rochelle. I just want to hear Tony say that city name again. Can you say that again, please? Is Duluth or Duluth? Duluth. 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 I thought it was really cool to, to say these crazy Midwest names. I'm going to send you a list of these insane town names that we have out here and see if you test you guys off the air. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Minnesota really does it really have 10,000 lakes? A lot of lakes. I don't know about 10,000. Actually, Wisconsin has more lakes than, than Minnesota. But uh, I think one of the reasons why Duluth is doing this is because it's a big tourist area. And so I think that they're worried about um, tourist uh, money coming in. Like, oh, well, if people are smoking weed all over the city, we don't want to be there. Our, our families, you know, protect the children. I have a feeling that is a big part of it. Mm -hmm. Protect the children. <laughs> protect the children every oh, time. I don't mind, Save the children. Look, I don't mind, I don't Save mind the children. saying where kids are going to be there, no smoking it. Okay, look, cool, right? Look, but then we need to start doing that when it comes to things that kids are seeing that are inappropriate as well. And that's my only thing that I'm saying. I'm not saying that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm not saying that I'm against us not being, because I, I wouldn't smoke around my kids. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I'm, I'm for that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm for that, right? But at, in the same time, what if I'm just walking and I'm outside going to Target and I'm just taking a walk to Target? Kids are going to be everywhere anyway. So this is kind of ridiculous. Agreed. Do you, do you do you drink do you drink around your kids? I don't drink. I box. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I and 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 I, and I agree with that in, in, in a lot of parts. And I think I think a majority of uh, of cannabis smokers aren't like crazy degenerates and don't smoke around smoke around their kids. Or at the same time, too, if they see a kid somewhere, they'll try to walk a little bit further away or whatnot. I, that that's what I've experienced in in my life around cannabis smokers, but. But nonetheless, you know what I mean? We are, we are at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And thank you all for joining us for another episode of High Nine News. You can always catch us weekdays, 9 a.m. Pacific, high noon on the East Coast. Big shout out to the super fans showing us love, giving their comments projected live on the big screen. Also to the live audience members, online supporters, catching us across all media platforms, tuning in and giving us feedback on the daily headlines of chaos. To our vetted correspondent team, tuning in from all over, bringing us much needed variety of perspective and your respected opinions to the table too. Our production team, Cloud Media Partners, House of Fuego, The Vortex, and all of our sponsors keeping the lights on and keeping our AV struggles to a minimum. Big shout out to James doing his thing first day today. And of course, the lovely Zsa Zsa Simone holding us down. 
on all of the other platforms. To the haters, I hope y'all all smoke weed going from this point forward. And it has seeds in it, like Montega, which is upon the citizens of Ukraine. And as always, Cannabis Sativa Hell, the reason why we show up and read these headlines every single day. Thank you. It has been Thursday, July 20th, 2023. The show's over. You've all been blessed with the top industry headlines. Hope it was enough for you to put in your pipe and smoke at least until tomorrow. I'm Rico Lamid, the dopest dad on the street, with your daily reminder that when life gives you no place else to turn, you can always turn the fuck up. And you know what? For the outro today... Uncle Dale, what you got for us today, oh, my man? Uncle oh, Dale. Oh, oh, oh. Well, I want to remind everyone you're a child of the universe, no less than the moon and the stars. You have a right to be here. Go go forth and strive to be happy. Eat some mushrooms, smoke some good weed, and go fishing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>